Hey, this is Pastor Mark. You do not want to miss this week's podcast. You're going to laugh till you cry, but it's good tears. They're good tears. So, man, tune in. Listen to this podcast. It's going to inspire you, encourage you, and, and prayerfully help bring change that you desire in your life. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Well, you're looking good. And those of you online, you look great, too. You have no idea, but I can see you right now. It's a frightening thought, is it not? Well, we are glad that you're here. We're kicking off a new series, and uh, one of the reasons for the Red Bull up here, there are several good reasons, um, one of which is uh, I'm talking today about energy. Um, there are three things that we, we work with every day. And uh, it's, I'm going to give you an acronym so that you'll, uh, it'll be remembered more easily. One is the acronym is T. Number one is time. We all are allocated every day, 24 hours. We, we have time. We work with time within time. And that's all we have, and it repeats itself over and over and over. The second thing we possess is energy. Now, that energy comes at different times and different levels, different waves and different ways. But we all have a certain amount of energy or you wouldn't even be here. So we, we work with time, we work with energy, and we work with attention. In other words, uh, you're here today not just because you have time to be here and the energy to get here, but something about being at Mosaic Church or tuning into Mosaic Church said, so this is something I want to give my attention to. So don't, remember, don't forget this, T, time, energy, and attention. All of us every day get to choose how to use our time, how to expend or use our energy, and what to give our attention to. So at the end of the day, you can blame a lot of people, if you want to blame a lot of people or some people, for how you spent your time, energy, and attention, it's not going to work because it, you possess it. You possess personally 24 hours in a day. Now... You say, well, but my job requires eight hours from me. No, they don't. I mean, if you want to work there, they require eight. But you get to choose whether or not you work there. Now, some of you say, well, I didn't get to choose. I was released last week. That means you get to choose where you're going next. But we all need energy to work inside of time and energy to focus our attentions on the things that are important to us. Now... That's all this is. This, this is a momentary fix. And I think it's interesting, first, it's called Red Bull, and that the Gospels, when Jesus speaks, is written in red. There's a spiritual connection here that Monster doesn't have. So I'm reading what's written in red, okay? And I'm drinking what's written in red. So this is like heavenly energy, okay? It, it really is. And... Uh, I, I don't drink a lot of Red Bull for the sake of those of you who are legitimately concerned about me. I do not. I actually like the flavor of Red Bull, and I'm very cautious with Red Bull. I really am. I do not recommend this for children. They don't need it. And I, I have, on one occasion, I was at the airport, and uh, I've been drinking Red Bull for many years, as you know, but I, I drink in moderation. 
uh, Sundays are the only times I drink Red Bull. And I had a guy come up to me. I guess he was a pharmacist or something that came to the church. And he was talking to me about Red Bull. And he said, you know, you're going to die. I said, you know what? That's what Jesus said in the Bible. <laughs> you're right. I'm going to die someday. You are too. And I know what he meant to say was if you keep drinking these. And I thought, well, heck, if I just keep breathing, I'm going to die. Um, yeah, I just am. And have you had fried chicken lately? I mean, I was thinking we're all going to die. That's what the Bible says. And I just figure we get to choose how. And maybe some of us get to speed it up a little bit. And I just hope that I just hope that I die when my credit card's at an all-time high. Uh, it would be great to go into glory saying, no payment. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, so anyway, please understand, I, I do understand the pros and cons of Red Bull. I really do. The pros are I really like the taste, and uh, I, I get a little shot of energy from it, I, I think, maybe, but I can't blame it totally on the Red Bull. So anyway, I, but I do like it a little bit, and I apologize to, uh, for those of you that, that you know, you, you don't need it, and uh, God bless you, and, you know, uh, but anyway... So that today, I want to talk to us about learning how to manage the energy in our lives. Um, you're going to have all kinds of opportunities, even this afternoon, to, to utilize energy. Some of you will have, take energy, and you'll go outside, and you'll run. You'll go out and play. Some of you will work in the yard. Uh, some of you will uh, use energy to lift a piece of chocolate cake from a plate to your mouth. Um, <laughs> That does take energy, by the way. It really does. And, and so some of you may use energy by going to the gym. I don't know. But you're going to have to use energy today. And then some of you will use energy arguing with people. You will, you will waste your energy by arguing with someone just because you're that kind of person or because you desperately want someone to agree with you or you want to be heard or you want someone to like you. And, and you're going to use energy on relationships and and trying to get someone to buy into what you believe in or, or to get someone to bash a person you're bashing or gossip about a person you're gossiping. Now, I know none of you all at the 11 o'clock service gossip, but 930, we've, we've had some issues. Anyway, so... Uh, um, <laughs> and I know they're not watching. They're not spending energy listening to me again. Pretty safe. All right, so anyway... Um, I'm just teasing. I see you. Don't, don't do that. Anyway, so, but, but you're going to use energy in relationships, and you're going to exert energy, and you've got to ask yourself the question, is, is this the best person for me to spend energy uh, on? Is this the best conversation for me to spend my energy having? And is this energy producing any fruit in my life or any good in my soul? Am I, am I, what am I giving energy to? You know, uh, power lines are great until after tornadoes when they're laying on the ground and then they become dangerous because they're rogue. That power now has no place to flow, so it's just sparking all over the place. You see, that energy needs direction. Energy in your life needs direction. Uh, a lot of people are disconnected from 
uh, the conduit or, or connected to, uh, they're disconnected from where they need to be. And so they're sparking and gossiping, spewing and doing things all over the place. And, and the power is not producing anything. It's not producing light. It's not producing uh, electrical current to run a blender or whatever it is that you need it to run. It's just sparking. And power that is unrestrained or un disconnected is a dangerous kind of energy. And we need to learn how to give our energy to the right things at the right time. How many of you know that whatever you focus on, that's where your energy is going to flow? Whatever you give attention to is where your energy is going to go. And so how much time are you giving to the attention or how much time are you giving to that focus and that energy is flowing to that? It's very, very important that we understand how to utilize energy. And it can be dangerous. If I were to drink full re four Red Bulls today, probably would not be healthy. But I have read the ingredients. Oh, my God. No, it has niacin. Niacin's good. Okay, niacin's good. We'll stop there. Um, turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 6. The great gospel of Mark. You know, Mark was supposed to be the first gospel in the Bible, but because of his humility, he said, no, Matthew, go ahead and take it. Um, I'm just kidding, all right? Just kidding. Jesus is having a conversation with his followers here. And he's basically telling them, now, at this time, here's what I want you to do. Here's where I want you to go. Here's what I want you to say or give your energy to. And I, I'm hoping that the people you talk to will follow the energy of the words you're saying and give attention to the words you're speaking, and if they don't, here's what I want you to do, because here's what happens. Because we're so human, and because we oftentimes find ourselves so insecure, that if we believe in something or believe something to be true, and we can't find someone to agree with us, we start trying to talk people into what we believe to be true. Now, there's nothing wrong with exercising influence and disseminating information as long as people are giving attention to you and to the information that you're sharing. If they're not giving attention to the time that you're spending and the energy that you're giving to this conversation, then Jesus tells us what to do. And this is the reason that we have relational problems in the world is because we don't know how to manage the energy that God has given us or the power that God has put in us. If you recall, there was a time that Jesus was going from place to place and doing miracles and teaching, and he would run across someone that was either indifferent, antagonistic, critical of him. And if you watch Jesus' life, he managed his time and his energy according to the attention uh, 
that he was being given. If someone did not give him the attention that he felt he needed to share the story, then he would move on. Case in point, when he came across a rich young ruler, and the rich young ruler was intrigued and enamored by the attention Jesus was getting from so many others that he thought for a moment, I'll give him some of my attention. He comes up to Jesus. Jesus tells him what to do. He knew he was a rich young ruler. He said, I want you to sell everything you have, give to the poor, and follow me. Now, there's a small detail in there that I believe is an important detail. Jesus didn't even tell him to give everything to the poor. He said, sell what you have and give to the poor. In other words, give a portion and follow me. The real critical uh, part of that mandate or request was follow me. It wasn't sell what you have, wasn't give to the poor, but it was follow me. Because the greater mandate on our lives is about following him. And if we follow him, the things that we possess pale in comparison to the experience that we have when we follow God. So he says, you know, sell what you have, give to the poor and follow me. And it says he couldn't do it because he had much. Now follow me here a moment. Jesus didn't stop and say, I can't believe he doesn't get this. Jesus knew he wasn't willing to sell what he had. He wasn't willing to give to the poor, but more importantly, he wasn't willing to follow him. Now, what do we do in times like those in our lives? We, we, we turn around and we say, hold it, I, I, I can't believe you don't get this. I mean, just, just for a moment, let's just put ourselves in the body of Jesus Christ. I am the Son of God. Can you hear Jesus? You don't understand. Don't you know who I am? You've obviously heard what I've done. You've seen what I've done. You've heard what I said. And you're telling me right now that you can't sell what you have? You can't give to the poor and you can't follow? Hold on. Stop the presses. Hold on, God. This man doesn't get it. So Jesus is thinking to himself, if in that moment he could be thinking to himself, I've got to win this man or the multitudes won't listen to me. In other words, I've got to have his approval before I move on. How often do we do this? We get stuck on one person's opinion of us. And we give all of our energy to someone who doesn't want our energy. They don't want to hear what we say. How many of you know that you can't plug a 220 cord into a 110 outlet? And if you do, I hope there's an ambulance nearby. <laughs> if you have success, you're going to get fried somehow because you're going to have to cut wires and you're going to have a, a minor electrical explosion. When you try to plug something in that's not compatible with what you possess, somebody or something gets hurt. And maybe it's you because you've wasted your energy and your time and giving attention to someone who doesn't want your time, energy, or what you're trying to say. So you try to convince them. Why? Because of your own insecurity. If they don't believe me, what if I really am right on? Or what if I'm off base? And so Jesus tells his disciples what to do in this case. Because oftentimes, we're trying to win people that we're never going to win. And we're trying to explain to people why they ought to believe what we believe. And the reality is that your mission 
is linear. Your mission is to continue to move forward in God. So Jesus didn't stick around. And, you know, I'm kind of every now and then when I read that story, I'm kind of troubled for the rich young ruler that, that Jesus didn't say, look, okay, let me just tell you who I really am. Let me, let, I, I, let me just show you a miracle right now. You'll sell what you have. You'll give to the poor and you'll follow me. Let me just show you. You remember the time the devil tried to tempt Jesus? The devil was trying to get Jesus to prove himself, but because Jesus knew who he was, he didn't do what the devil wanted him to do. You see, when you know who you are in Christ, the devil will have little success in getting you to do what he wants you to do. Why? Because you know who you are in Christ. You don't give your time proving to people that you're called. For three and a half years now, almost 12, three years and two months, I've been on a journey. And you know what? I could go back and try to convince people that I'm somebody that I, you know, that, hey, you know, whatever happened, you know, I'm not trying to convince you of anything. Here's what I'm trying to convince you of. That Jesus Christ is the redeemer of all sin and all mankind, regardless of what you did three years ago, three months ago, or three weeks ago. It, he is the redeemer. And, and you know what? You're not what you do. You are who you were created. You are a human being, not a human doing. You do things that God wishes you wouldn't do, but you can't spend the rest of your life trying to undo what Jesus already paid for. So I could keep having conversations about my past, or I could have conversations about your future. I'd rather talk about your future than your past. I would talk, rather talk about your redemption than your sin. I would rather talk about the power of God than the weakness of your humanity. Why? Because God is a redeemer. And so we can, we can spend most of our time trying to prove who we really are or we can say, I know who he really is in me. Now listen to this. These were his instructions and they're written in red. No bull. Take nothing for the journey except a staff. No bread, no bag, no money in your belts. It's a real statement of faith. Jesus is uh, saying, I don't want any distractions. I want you to trust me. And it says, whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, leave that place and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. Now imagine just for a moment the frustration upon this commission to go and do what Jesus said do and you go into these houses knowing that the Son of God's the one that told you to go. With this expectation that because the Son of God commissioned me, because God called me, this is supposed to be an easy task. After all, I'm coming in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But Jesus says, if your time there doesn't gain attention there, then your energy is wasted. Shake the dust off your feet and go. He said, because they're not giving you the time you need, nor the attention you need, to hear the words that my spirit has empowered you to speak. And now I want you to move on. 
Remember T, time, energy, attention. You have to ask yourself every day, how much time am I going to give that is not going to find an outlet through which the power of God can flow into someone's life? I used to try to be a fixer of people. As a matter of fact, there are a lot of people who will try to fix somebody who's broken and doesn't want to be fixed because they're not giving attention to what you're saying. And it doesn't mean you don't love them. It doesn't mean God doesn't love them. God will love always. He is love. He's not just doing love. He is love. So this is not an issue of the love of God or the lack of the love of God. This is an issue of time. And we live within time. God lives outside time. We live inside of time. We have 24 hours in a day. And that we are taught in the Word of God to use that time wisely. We are commanded to use time wisely. Why? There's only 24 hours in a day. And when I was a youth pastor, I remember that... And, and if there are teenage girls in here, listen to me. Men are dumb, boys are dumber. You cannot fix a boy. You cannot fix a man. Only God can. So, missionary dating is out. If he's an idiot, he's an idiot. Leave him. Shake the dust off your cute little flip-flops and get the out of Dodge. <laughs> Don't waste your time because he ain't giving you attention for the right message of energy. But what we do is we're attracted. We have this hero complex in us. I mean, we, we want to fix people. I want to fix people. But what I've learned is if I ask enough questions in the first five minutes of a conversation, I can tell you how much time I need to spend with you. If anybody ever meets with me, I allocate 15 minutes. If you do good in 15, we might talk 30. But I'm not going to have a conversation that is just rogue and random. I have 24 hours in a day. That's what you have. The reason a lot of people are poor is not because they're ignorant or stupid. It's just they don't use time wisely. And they're pouring energy into time that is producing no attention, which will bear no fruit. So if you want success in your life every day that you get up, remember God has gifted you at most with 16 hours. Because you're probably going to sleep eight. If you're a teenager, you have 12 hours. <laughs> That's all you have. So how do I want to slice this piece of pie that I have? This 16 hours that God has given me. How do I want to do that? Do I want to do that by sitting around being critical, complaining, whining, trying to convince someone who doesn't want to be convinced their life could be better? Or do I want to use it bearing fruit, not having horizontal energy that's just going out, 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 and at the end of the day, I'm fatigued, and I look back on the 16 hours that God invested in my life that day, and there is no fruit in God's investment. Amen. 
I sat around and I gossiped and I was critical and I was bitter and I lied about people in order to make myself feel better and I continue to lie and if you lie long enough, the lie will become a truth to you and you will be deceived the rest of your life. There are actually people who tell the same story enough times, it's a lie, but they tell it enough times to where they believe it and they could pass a polygraph test, not because they're telling the truth, but they've told themselves the same story for so long that it becomes truth to them. And you cannot change that person, only God can. You have 24 hours in a day, 16 hours awake, how will you invest that? Where will your energy go? Since I started this church, Pastor Rick and I, many conversations, you'll, if you haven't met Pastor Rick, you'll see him in just a little, little while. We've talked through my, my life, my situation, and uh, pondered how to best present my life and my situation to the point where I said, you know what? This is really not about my life, and this is not about my situation. This is about the life of Christ and the situation of the cross that brought redemption to all mankind. And it doesn't matter who that flows through as long as he flows through it. I have never, ever preached a sermon without sin in my life. Never have. And I don't know one preacher who ever has. Every preacher preaching right now, just like me, is just as big a sinner as I am. When I was told that uh, I was disqualified, I said, that's funny. I never knew I was qualified. And you can't disqualify someone who's never been disqualified. You can't be disillusioned until you're first illusioned. And I only share this with you because at Mosaic, most of you are here because there's something that resonates with you that says, you know what? We, we get this. We all get this. And, and that in this house, honestly, I just don't spend any time or energy trying to defend what I did. I spend time and energy trying to proclaim what he did. And that is die on the cross for the sins of all mankind. And that without everyone on earth, past, present, and future, without everyone being a sinner then Christ should never have died. If there is one perfect person on this earth, he gave his time and energy and attention to the wrong thing. Because if one person could be perfect, they deserve to go to heaven and enjoy it alone. Just a thought. So the point is that we all have to recognize every day that the greatest stories ever told are those that keep moving forward and looking ahead. That's the reason your car has a huge windshield and a little rear view mirror. You're called to look out the front, not the back. You're called to see what lies ahead, not what lies behind. You're called to talk about a future that's bright. The path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn. The Bible says shining ever brighter till the full light of day. This is about what lies ahead, not what lies behind. This is about you believing that there is a future hope for you. And according to Proverbs, that hope will not be cut off. 
I know the plans that the Lord has for me, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper me, not to harm me. Plans to give me a hope and a future. I know what the Bible says. And I'm going to give my energy to what God says. We too often spend our energy trying to figure out if what someone said about us is true. If someone's talking about you, you need to look at them and say, I'm so sorry. And they say, why are you sorry? You're obviously a very bored individual if I'm the topic of your conversation. Your life is really dull if you're talking about me. I got an email, a text this week from my nephew that someone had posted something about me, and he felt so sorry for me. I said, no, where is that? Where can I find that? He said, why? I said, I want to put it on my timeline. <laughs> I figure if somebody's talking about me, let people hear it. I mean, it I didn't matter to me. I mean, you can believe what you want to believe. I mean, you can give your energy to that if you want to. It's all right. I have the energy of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> See, we give our time to things that are not worthy of our time, our energy to things and people and places that, that don't want our energy. And, and we, energy flows through time and attention. Always remember, energy flows to and through time and through and to attention. You can give energy to something or someone, and if they don't want it, that energy doesn't produce anything. So that's how come it's so important that when you are having a conversation that you deem important, that you ask someone, can I have your attention? Would, would you give me your attention? That's how come I ask you. When you come in here, I, I want your attention. Not because I think I'm special, but what I have to say in the time that I have to say it and the energy I'm giving to it, I think it can help our lives. Don't miss it. That we, we live in a world that's fragmented multitasking. It used to be that, that, that women would drive down the street and put on their makeup. And now they drive down the street, lift up their Starbucks, and text. Yeah. It's what we're up against. And they're not really listening to who's on the phone, but you got to be on the phone because we've got to have both of our feet and hands in operation. And by the way, you don't even have to accelerate anymore. It's cruise control, so you don't even have to have your feet on anything. So today, I say I am finished wasting energy. It's like I want to know that what I'm doing is producing what God wants. Now, and you say, well, does God want us to have fun? I believe using energy for recreating is one of the greatest things you'll ever do. I really, I think, I think some people need to become more intentional about exercise, using energy to exercise. I, I, that's just what I believe. I believe you're better all around. The chemicals in your body change when you exert energy. 
in the right places and, and it causes endorphins and it causes you to be more positive and happy. I do. Can I be an advocate for a moment? I've always told staff, I said, I want you to work out. I, want, I mean, on the clock, work out on the clock. Because physically, if your body chemically is operating as it should, you're going to be more productive with the hours that you have left thinking and feeling. And so you need to talk to yourself. Before you talk to anybody else, you need to talk to yourself. When I get up in the morning, every now and then, because I, I live alone. And I am an incredible conversationalist. How are you this morning, Mark? I am wonderful. How are you? Incredible. Well, aren't we just all of that in a bag of chips? And by the way, looking good. <laughs> Sounding good. Gonna be a good day. See, some of y'all don't talk to you. You look and go, oh my God. <laughs> Sunday again. We gotta go worship God. Well, let's get it over with. Hope he doesn't preach too long and drink Red Bull. Got to do this, got to do that. Can't believe it. Oh, my gosh. And you wonder why when you get to work, people are, like, dodging you. They look at your countenance and go, here they come. You never want to approach somebody that looks like this and ask them how they're done. Because you know the answer. Their countenance says, life sucks. No, so, I mean, I stop myself now. If I see that somebody has, I mean, every now and then the Holy Spirit tells me to put energy into someone who looks like it's just a bad day. I just like, oh, God, do I have to ask them how they're doing? Because I know the answer. Well, you know, nobody ever treats me good. Nobody's ever nice to me. Nobody ever says I like you. It's because you don't like you. Wake up. Like you, like you, like you, like you. So I might like you. I'm going to start doing this. If you ever see me in the lobby doing this, I'm done with you. I'm out. You'll know. Move on. And for some of you, that's all you will remember. I don't know what he said, but he took his shoes off. I don't know. See, energy, defined in physics, is the capacity to work... And it comes from four main wellsprings in the human beings. The body, emotions, mind, and the spirit. In other words, energy has to have a place to operate 
and it, it needs a place to go. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, when you worship the Lord, you're exerting energy in time and giving attention to the risen God. That's how this works. Time, energy, attention. Time, worship God. 30 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it might be. Energy, lifting my hands, raising my voice. Attention, I'm not caring about what's going on around me. I'm caring about what's going on before me. And I'm giving time, energy, and attention to God. That relationship is the most important relationship that we have. So ask yourself the question, when I am giving time to God and some energy to get to church, am I giving attention with the time and the energy that took to get here? Because some people go to church every Sunday and don't get one thing because they just got the T and the E, but they left the A out. And the attention is important for the energy and the time that's being expended in that moment. It's the reason a lot of people hate church. They've never given attention to church. They've given time to church. They gave energy to get there, but they didn't give energy to worship and attention to the one they're worshiping. And he says he inhabits the praises of his people. Why? Because we give attention to him. You're not going to get anything out of anything that you don't give attention to. And God help us if, if we try to get someone's attention today in an impolite way, we'll be sued. How dare you demand that I look at you when you speak to me? What, what'd you say? What'd they say, Siri? Are they serious? All right. I'm almost finished. Do you fret over what your friends think about what you think? Do you fret? Relational energy goes out because you care too much about what other people think, not about you, but what they think about what you think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, what do you think about what I think? <laughs> Don't care. <laughs> Why? Because, listen... There are two things you have to possess, conviction and compassion. If you have a conviction about something, you must have compassion to go with the conviction or the energy will not flow from the conviction to the compassion to, to the other person. It goes through that compassion. I get that. And Jesus is saying when he sends them to the, these houses, I want you to go with conviction that what you're saying is worthy of their attention and the time that you're giving it, but it has to flow through compassion. So I'm not trying to be mean here. I'm simply saying when I say I can't, I can't, I give myself to people when I need to ask the right people. I'll ask Rick something. I care about what Rick says. I don't care about what everybody else says all the time. But there are people that I want them to, I, I care about what they think about what I think. Because I want their advice. But you can't go ask someone who's not given attention. The reason I can ask Rick what he thinks about what I think is because his attention is on Mosaic Church. So he's given attention to that which is important to me. He's given time to that which is important to me. So guess what? I can trust Rick's energy because he's given me time and attention. You cannot trust people who will not give you time and attention. Your energy will be wasted. 
So that's how communities can't go around talking to everybody. They'll listen to you, but they're not paying attention to you. And men, I'm getting ready to get you in a whole lot of trouble right now. Women, just ask your husband next time you talk to him, what did I say? <laughs> and if he can't repeat it, he listen, but he ain't paying attention. Take your flip-flops off in front of him. Pop, pop, pop. There gonna be a lot of flip flops off this week. <laughs> pop pop pop. Just walk around. Pop 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 pop. Another energy waster is not just caring too much about what people think about what you think, but trying to get people to agree with you so that you'll feel better about you. You can be okay with you if somebody disagrees with you. You can be. There are people who disagree with me preaching again. It's okay. I don't care. I'm preaching again. Why? Not out of arrogance. I'm just preaching again because God said preach again. I, I'm gonna, I, if, if God said preach again, I'm going to preach again. If I could stand on my hands and God said preach, stand on your hands, I would. But God knows that would be a futile mandate. It's not arrogance. It's, not even, it's just obedience. not even confidence. It's just obedience. Why? Because I'm going to give time and attention to the energy flow of God who said, this is what I've called you to do. And I don't look for... Look, I, I'm thankful you're here. I'm thankful that you agree that it's okay that I'm up here. I appreciate that. But, you know, I, I, I've said it a million times. If God told me to go stand on a bird bath in a park and preach the gospel, I would because I'm a crow and I can get by with that business. <laughs> So look for understanding and consideration. Don't look for agreement all the time. You know, you'll, you'll spend all your energy trying to get people to agree with you. And before you know it, your time is gone and there's no one giving attention because you wasted all your energy trying to get people to agree with you. Look, love people all the time. doesn't matter whether they agree with you or not. Love them. And, and you know what? Don't get crossways with people who disagree with you. Just take your shoes off. Flop, flop. Fizz, fizz, move on as it is. All right, so. And I'm going to say this. I couldn't preach this 20 years ago, but I can now. Some of you care more about what someone says on Facebook than what God said in his book. You talk about a waste of energy. I, I, I know I've been told you need to be on Facebook more. And so I, I mean, I'm just being honest with you guys. I can hardly stand. I don't give a flip if your big toe had surgery. Don't put it on Facebook. <laughs> can you keep your grossness off of Facebook, please? Look where I got cut. Okay, go tell somebody. You're wasting energy and time, and I don't want to give attention to your cut. <laughs> no, have you seen some of those things? It's like X-rated pictures of, look, I'm a toe got under the mower today. <laughs> and I just finished chili pie. <laughs> so anyway, I should conclude. T, time, energy, energy. 